This show is brought to you by adamandeve.com. If you go to adamandeve.com right now and enter glory, the code word glory, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout, you'll get 50% off almost any item, a free sex swing, and free shipping. All right, fellas, it's Dave Thomas from Northampton, UK again. I just wanted to bring up and say that Tom actually used the wrong word when he was talking about his dog shit. He said feckin' instead of uh, fetid. I didn't know if you noticed that. Anyway, glory on. Hi, guys. Um, my name's John. Uh, I'm calling from uh, the Republic of Ireland, and I'm listening to episode 3 of Faith at the moment. Now, as well as my IT degree, I happen to have a degree in law, and it includes European law, and I just wanted to tell you that Russia is a member of what is known as the Council of Europe, which is a completely separate body from the European Union, and it is the Council of Europe uh, whose function it is to run the uh, European Court of Human Rights. So in fact, Russia is a member of that organization, just the Russian Federation, but of course is not a member of the European Union. But I just thought I'd let you know. And um, really enjoy your shows, by the way. And thank you very much indeed for all you do for the cause. Hey, Tom, Cecil. At one time, cities in the U.S. did have privatized fire departments. And it was hysterical because they would burn houses down to generate revenue. They would also fight each other over who got to put out the fire and thus collect the, 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 you know, the fees for putting out the fire. So you call the fire department, they show up, another fire department shows up. They fight each other, and your fucking house burns down while they beat the crap out of one another. God bless libertarian America! Hi, Colin Chisel. This is Celia, and I just finished listening to your show today. Um, you know, every time I hear Dave Dovenmeyer talking, the more angrier he gets, the more he sounds like a fucking cartoon, cartoon caricature, you know? Listen here, you troglodyte, bastard, fat-eyed, very regal, St. Bernard gentleman. I love you. I've listened to you since episode 34, and still listen to you. You guys are awesome, and I listen to you way too much. Way too much. I forgot to say glory hole. So eat a dick. I love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, 
and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 369 of Cognitive Dissonance, and I am not going to make the obvious 69 joke because it's cheap. It's cheap. And I won't, that is. I won't bow to that kind of humor. God, give me a break. But I will say that? that with three people, how do you, 69, it's like, it's fucking <laughs> It's like a human centipede. Like you have to like on. stack them, right? I feel like that's just an extra person to disappoint. Is it like, is it like one of those stairways in those, in those, uh, like, yeah, those, like an MC Escher, like an MC Escher right. stairway. Like yeah, exactly. one person is Impossible. laying. Impossible. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> It's always impossible to convince that third person, actually. <laughs> That's the thing. And speaking of unwelcome thirds <laughs> and a possible 69, we are joined Don't talk by about me like that. <laughs> we are joined by Michael Marshall from the Be Skeptically Reasonable yeah, podcast yeah. and the you should think better. Blog. I think that's what it's called. Something like that. I've got this pretty much down at this point. Skeptics with a K. Skeptics, skepticals with some letters. I don't know what he does. I know that I, one for I, sure. A, the other yeah. one is a little. Yeah. Well, I like that the time that you, that you put the, the time into writing a good introduction for me that involves getting everything I do wrong and then inviting me to a three-way. Uh, <laughs> well, I get that wrong too. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, so thank you very much for coming on. Um, what what are the actual products that you're working on right now? What's what's going on? Oh, we've always got uh, a huge amount uh, going on. The the biggest thing we've been uh, announcing recently with Good Thinking is actually rather than uh, the types of projects that we do where we're tackling bullshit, there's one that we're doing that's actually trying to do a bit more uh, new positive kind of stuff. So um, we announced a new top top set maths uh, project where uh, Simon Singh, who's head of uh, the Good Thinking Society, Wait, for a while... how many maths? How many? It's a multiple maths. <laughs> it's double maths. Why is it like that? It's two the maths. Is, this is why you Americans aren't really good at maths, because you can't even <laughs> count how many maths there are, and that's a fundamental <laughs> part of counting. It is uh, kind of funny that No, we're so good, we just do it one time and we're <laughs> that's done. It. We don't that's even it. check our work. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but so the, the whole point of the project is that um, Simon recognised that you can go through high school maths and at the end of that, you can be top Math, of your class. I can't, I'm sorry. Okay, no. high school math, I shall talk down to the Americans. Uh, also, if I, if I ever say the word favour or colour, you can just imagine that I'm not seeing the U. We can pretend oh, the U's aren't in there. Just to any anytime I say uh, I analyse or something, we'll make sure we get the S's and Z's the right way around for you yes. guys. So, yeah, we're, we're being very accommodative. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, do, do you have a fucking translator? <laughs> Is this why you guys don't have any English yeah. listeners? Is this why, actually, is this why you guys don't have any Scottish listeners? Because we've seen hard evidence of that fact. Uh, oh, 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 a shot in Edinburgh. Oh, that stings. That's my heart space, there sir. There were three people in that room that knew us. Thank you very much. Yeah, and they were all on stage, yeah. weren't they? <laughs> yeah, Eli had no idea who we were. <laughs> Uh, oh, the queen loves us uh, and her swans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll, I will tell you what this project is then, uh, unless your question was entirely tokenistic. Yeah. Uh, no, so uh, you can get all the way through high school math and uh, you, you, you might not have, uh, um, you can be top of your class, but not be that experienced in doing complicated math because what happens is you could be in the very top class of your, your school and the teachers necessarily have to make sure that if you're doing well at the top, they need to make sure whoever at the bottom of that class is also doing well. So what Simon's uh, idea was to do was to say, instead of having a class of 
20 kids, you actually just pick the top five, six kids from the entire school. And you kill the rest the of the kids. Right? I've seen this. Yeah, exactly. Seen just this. get rid of the rest. Stop They're not useful. The <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everybody over here, we've given up hope on you. Everybody over here, <laughs> take out your rubber duckies. Here. You need to count to broom. <laughs> We'll call we'll that plan B. We'll, we'll, we'll have uh, the eugenics angle as plan B. But yeah, so he, he wrote a whole new, uh, or he worked with teachers to write a whole new kind of maths, math curriculum where you just <laughs> nice take correction. these top, top, top kids and instead of just teaching by the, the sort of recognized curriculum, you say, we won't put any limits on this. We'll just try and challenge these kids as much as possible. Oh, wow. We'll teach them every different angle that they can. And we've, it's been going for a year now in four different schools. And we're already seeing results that if, when you assess these uh, kids in different math competitions, they're performing much better. The schools are performing much better. And the idea is after they've been all the way through secondary school, all the way through high school, and they go to college, they'll now have so much more uh, grounding in complex math that they can go, into, go on to become good mathematicians, good coders, good they developers. They won't be distracted by sex with people. <laughs> there is that element too. Uh, hey, baby, I'm at the math competition. <laughs> Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. (laughs) Guess who's there alone? You know, one of the things that they could do, I mean, this is something you might want to work into the curriculum, is have them teach the stupider kids. So (laughs) you can use them as free labor to teach the dumb kids how to do math. There you go. And then they'll learn how to... See, that's that American exceptionalism (laughs) coming right in there. If we have a resource, first thought, how can we exploit exploit it it in order to take money out of the public system? unpaid internship. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, it's brilliant. That's that's why all you got... That's why everything is working so perfectly in America right now. That's why there is just smoothness. We learn how to say you're fired really well. (laughs) I'm just waiting for it to be great. What does it look like from over there? Like when you look over here and you look in your telescope over at the the colonies, what does it look like? Does it look like the clown car that it feels like we're in? I am curious if you were ever embarrassed that you were like, it's like looking at like your ex-girlfriend or something. You're like, oh, you're like, like, that wasn't me. Yeah. That wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. I disavow any knowledge. It, it does just look embarrassing as fuck. It, you know, it looks like you guys don't know what you're doing. Um, I mean, and it's hard because we're following every every detail of it, but it's not really that consequential for us. Um, so it's not like we can see, you know, the Trump, well, apart from Trump pulling out the, the, the Paris Agreement, which is going to be, Highly consequential for everybody who wants to be able to breathe yeah, and stand on that's dry true, land. Because Antarctica's already sent their votes. It's a giant <laughs> fucking iceberg. Yeah, like within weeks of him doing it as well. Yeah. It's like he he yeah. can't do anything right. This is how disastrous yeah. he is. Yeah. But he yeah, even even the uh, the ice shelves start uh, splitting up and moving off they the back of out. the fuck up that he makes. Like, no, we're leaving. It's like you can't <laughs> go and like, fuck it. We're just well, leaving. I was just like, I'm going to America talking to those motherfuckers. <laughs> Oh, God. But surely, I mean, even from over here, it it could not be clearer that this was, you know, that he was colluding with the Russians, that there's some very dicey stuff gone on. It just seems so fucking obvious. But what's amazing from our side is that if that were to happen in the UK, and it won't, because we might Brexit, but we're not fucking idiots. (laughs) We're largely... 52% Fifty-two percent of us may well be idiots, but it's only fifty-two percent, and we we're, we're working that down as uh, as we're going. Wait but, a minute! Wait a minute! We elected uh, Trump on under that. To be yeah, fair, we actually elected him on under that 
and he actually lost the popular vote. <laughs> right. So yeah, we, we seriously we elected our president on less than fifty two percent consensus. <laughs> Because we're so stupid, our fucking I, system I take it doesn't even that, require that, yeah. that, that fact makes you much smarter. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll just agree to be governed by... No, wait, that doesn't help. Yeah, that's not helping. Yeah. Well, that's it. Because we, at least with us, you know, we make a fuck up with our government. If something like that happened here, um, we could just end up calling a snap election and getting rid. But you guys are tied in for four years. Like, you, There's no part of your constitution that says we need to start again. We do not a have a no confidence vote. You can call an audible in the middle of the play. Like you just be like, no, we're doing like, we're just not doing this. Wait, did I use a yeah. sports metaphor right? Well, you just saw the, uh, the the election we just had in the UK. Yeah, what was that, that about? Was, now explain yeah, that us. us. Explain that to the Americans. Yeah, so if you go back Speak a couple slowly. of years, we've had a, a few elections in the UK. Same math. So tw- <laughs> 2015, we had an election because it was due. It was it was, it was time for the election. Um, and uh, Cameron won that. A year later, but one of the things he did to win it was to promise that we would have a referendum on whether we'd be part of the EU or not. And that was one of the things he did to sort of quieten down the crazy right-wing part of the conservative government. Or the he never Morgan. thought you'd do it, no, right? God, no. He never thought you'd do it. It's like when we were like, yeah, Hillary's going to be in there. No worries. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody thought it would happen to the point where they didn't even re- really pay attention to the fact that he'd promised it. But like, I didn't notice that he promised it. And I tend to keep an eye on the, like, on politics, but it was just such a, such a small thing that nobody made a big deal about that fact that he made this promise a year later we have the referendum it all goes to, to shit and cameron has to resign so then Theresa may comes in but she hasn't been elected like her party haven't been elected with her as leader by the the people she just is now replacing uh which is what will happen when uh, trump gets impeached and mike pence has to come in it's just he will just right. step straight into that uh, that void and void is the right fucking word for what's going on in sure. american <laughs> politics right now um so yeah, because Theresa May hasn't got the the public behind her because they haven't sort of voted for her manifesto, for her policies, for her vision, she called a snap election to say, right, I'm going to increase uh, my my mandate. I'm going to prove that the, the people are on my side by having this election and winning it. So if you're in government, you can basically call an election largely at any point, not quite, but pretty much at any point. Um, and she called it because she thought at the time she was so far ahead of uh, her opposition, Jeremy Corbyn, that this was a, everyone called her politically cynical for taking it because it was such a clear step to say, I'm going to call this with such a lead that I'm expecting to get Jeremy even more Jeremy Corbyn's the guy from Top Gear, right? That's the guy. Now you're yes, president he's, or something he's like the, uh, I, I think actually Jeremy Corbyn is the complete opposite of Jeremy Clarkson. Like if you put a, <laughs> a you put a medium Jeremy <laughs> into Jeremy some, though, good for you. But if you put a medium Jeremy into some sort of sci-fi machine it will split that jeremy into jeremy clarkson and jeremy corbyn like taking the the good and the bad the yin and the yang i think they are complete polar opposites if they ever touch they merge back into one person <laughs> all right so, anyway so, so hold jeremy on clarkson hold on no i gotta ask He's a question i gotta ask a question Theresa may is she like that crazy right-wing lady from paris is she like a like crazy right wing as well she's yeah she's she's ultra conservative i would say um, I, I, I'm not sure. So it, the right wing is a slightly tricky thing because obviously there's different parts of it, but she's very, very conservative. So she was the... Does she hate brown people? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so she was the right, Home good. Secretary before uh, before she was the, the Prime Minister. And when she was Home Secretary, one of the things that she did to tackle immigration, which was under her, her, her kind of uh, jurisdiction at the time, was to have a van drive around London with a sign on the side saying, if you're here illegally, go home. 
Uh, and here's this number to text if you are uh, an immigrant and we want you to go home, just text this number and we'll effectively send you home. And she got really criticised for this. Wait a minute, who texted that number? Well, oh, it yeah, turns out go. loads of people too. who weren't the illegal immigrants, but who did want to fuck with the people who were trying to uh, trying to sort of tackle immigration in that way because they sort of viewed the van as being racist. Because what would happen is that van would drive down the street and your average racist in the street would point at the nearest brown person and say, you see... Fuck off home. We the van's telling you to go home. So it wasn't really um, about it. Oh. It wasn't effective as a strategy, but it was effective as a piece of uh, signalling to the people who uh, have a problem with immigrants that we are a government who also has a problem with immigrants. So you should vote for us. It was a pretty that's so short sighted because like like the brown people make your good food. And yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, like you don't make good food there. Why would you get rid of the only people who can cook? I don't understand. It's, it it's, it's not just the brown people. There are pr- plenty of uh, non-British white people who know how to cook, and uh, we've had those guys in, in as well. So it's it's not a case of it be, of cookery skills being uh, a characteristic of That's one racist. particular race. I was being it's, racist. it's more You're that right. there are a, a characteristic of being lacking in our particular race. In that the people whose, whose ancestry has been in Britain for uh, hundreds of years, we're the ones who can't cook. Everyone else has got it fine. An actual serious question. Do you guys have an immigration problem? Is there an immigration problem, an illegal immigration problem, and a immigration issue that needs to be addressed? Well, yes, there's an immigration issue that needs to be addressed, but it's not the one that's getting addressed. So there's the, we're a country that largely, in many ways, in many industries, relies on immigration. So uh, you look at the nursing sector. Um, we get about we used to get about 1,700 ish nurses per year coming to Britain from the EU. Since we voted uh, out in the referendum, that dropped to about 10. So we've lost a shitload of nurses coming in. We've also had no- we well, dropped from 1,700 to. 10? Yeah, it was literally into double Ten? figures. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was it was a huge, huge drop, um, which is a massive problem because we've also had a drop of 20% of people learning to become nurses because the government, at the same time as voting out, uh, get, getting out of the EU where we get a lot of our, our nurses from, they dropped all of the bursaries and uh, sort of funding for people to train to be nurses. It's uh, it's basically if you say you're going to train to be a nurse, if you're going to go to college to be a nurse, you get a stipend from the government who will pay yeah. you to go through training, mm-hmm. or they would. We until have recently. something similar, but we call them student loans. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, well, we have we have a lot of student loans as well. We we have that. But this would be like because you're doing a job that has a direct vocational benefit to uh, yeah. as soon as you graduate, we will pay you pay you a small amount. Right. No, it. yeah, no, I understand. We we do the same thing. Again, we just call it crippling debt. <laughs> so like, if you want, and the more. And it like, is, and it is crippling. The more I mean, you, it is stupid crippling debt. Seriously, like the more good you want to do with your degree, yeah, the less likely you are to make real money yep. afterwards yeah, with yeah. it. Well, unless, and, I mean, and, even doctors have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to oh, uh, college. Crushing, and, yeah, crushing, crushing amounts, yeah, of crushing debt. amounts of debt. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so they're trading. So basically, you're you're not training the people that you would need. Because you thought you would get them from the EU, and now you're not getting them from the EU because you're you guys decided to close all your borders. Like it's 28 days later, so now. <laughs> but that's that's a level of joined up thinking that just hasn't taken place. Because you're saying, okay, there must be a logical link between these two things. So there's a problem that it, it, that we we aren't trending because we assume we're getting from elsewhere. It's just that nobody has prioritized that question, so they haven't yeah. put this, the two pieces together. 
And if you talk to the okay. average person on the street, they'll say, well, the problem with immigration is they're coming here to take our jobs. But those people on the street aren't training to become nurses to take the jobs <laughs> that the immigrants aren't taking. And actually, there weren't enough nurses going around in the first place. Which is why you needed yeah. them anyway. Yeah. I, I do want to point out that in America, our immigrants like our immigrants work in the meatpacking plant. Your immigrants show up and are nurses. <laughs> but we, we have that, too. So we so for us, immigration, uh, if you look at farms, um, when it comes to harvesting season, a lot of seasonal workers will come in and help just pick the food, just get the food out of the ground and, and right, onto yeah. the shelves. Now that's starting to be. You guys have Mexicans too? I was gonna. I was really wondering. Like, it's a long <laughs> yeah, way to about, I, I was a largely Polish. I think our, our Mexicans are uh, a Polish, uh, weirdly uh, over here. <laughs> Just strange how I that works. That they make a different Our quesadilla. <laughs> I mean, largely it's because itinerant workers. Uh, it's it's hard for them to fly all the way from Mexico to uh, to Cornwall to uh, to pick up the, the fruit. But yes, there's a genuine risk that there's just going to be food rotting in the ground because we don't have the people to pick it out. And even though we still have an unemployment problem, it's people. You know, if you are unemployed in the northeast of the country, you aren't going to travel to the southwest of the country for a couple of weeks to pick fruit. So yeah, we do have an immigration problem. And it's that uh, there are sectors that are dependent on immigration. But the other immig immigration right. problem is that a lot of uh, politicians have spent a long, long time demonizing immigrants and also not tackling the problem. So people think that that's there's an immigration problem. Yeah, We've got that one. It, it yeah. turns out this is a universal in, uh, in, in modern politics. So do you have a department of Cholo deportation? <laughs> <laughs> so Donald Trump, when he came in, what he decided to do was make it, make, make a, a department where we reported to that department, all the crime that immigrants do. So I they saw could, that, I guess, vilify them, vilify them more. <laughs> so do you have a, a crazy department like that? Did Theresa May make yeah, a, like a, a nutty, like a boxcar yeah. precursor? Yeah. That we've got. Like that's really <laughs> what like we're working on. It's like a train on. station. <laughs> I, just, yeah, I don't think we've got anything quite, quite like that. But yeah. again, I think that's not because we didn't want to do that. It's just because we haven't had the level of structure or forethought to actually do that. Because if you see what decisions this government's making, it's pretty clear they aren't planning ahead. They call an election that it turns out they get decimated in and end up losing power. <laughs> They, but even if you look at Brexit, so at the moment, we're just going through the, the Great Repeal Act, uh, which is the, the, or the Great Repeal Bill now, because an act becomes a, a bill. Um, and what that does is it's, it literally says all of, the, all of the laws that apply to the UK that are uh, originated from the EU just become UK law in one sweeping motion. So it's like something, something like 17,000 laws or something like that. We just write them all into, into UK law under the powers of this. But you can't just do that. Well, isn't that why you left? Well, yeah, exactly. But now we get to control those laws ourselves. But this is the dangerous thing is that you can't just cut and paste those laws into the British law books. So the government have to go through one by one and see what changes they need to make to the wording of the law to make oh. sure it applies to Britain. So the Great Repeal Bill says for two years, the government has the power to write these laws without scrutiny, without debate and without the opposition Ooh. or the public having their say in it for what? two years. Yeah, it's a fucking crazy land grab because sure, the government will say, well, we're just making sure these laws work in Britain so that they actually apply and they don't refer to things that don't make sense in Britain. But there is almost nothing at all stopping them changing the, 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 the details of those laws and introducing new elements of those laws while they're doing that. And there's 17,000 of the fuckers and it's happening behind closed doors. It's, it's just in, in absolutely incredible. So um, I, now when we talk about immigration over there, 
One of the things that somebody said before I went over there, this is a year ago, but somebody sent us a bunch of tweets and they were saying that immigration is so bad that I shouldn't even use the tube over there because I'm going to get raped. Is the tube um, the bathroom there? No, the no, no. What is the tube? <laughs> um, it's the thing you send money to the teller. Yeah, at the, okay. At the bank. That thing. Um, no, but they said they said I shouldn't even use the tube because I'm going to get raped by a Muslim guy or something. I don't know. They said some stupid shit. Jesus. Who the hell is tweeting you that? We have fucking racists who listen to our show, man. So I, I don't, don't know. get it. But but uh, you would think they would feel really unwelcome. Yeah. How do you still have racists <laughs> listen to your show? It's pretty clear that you're against racism. Is it just that there are so many racists in America at this point, uh, emboldened by Trump, that uh, you just can't I, move? I think the guy was from Europe. He was because because there's a lot of people who really do feel like Europe has a bad immigration problem with the refugees and. But also when you when they come into a country that then the front page of so many newspapers demonize them on a daily basis you know the there's newspapers that one in four headlines of a certain newspaper over the past year have been anti-immigrant to a point where it's a big splash about these migrant crises the crisis is uh and not in a we should help these people but in a they're coming over here this is a crisis for britain that the migrants coming in we have such a a toxic environment in terms of the press and and the the uh some of the sentiment that press whips up that you can imagine that it, it would be hard to integrate if you've come from uh, one of those places, come here and just see constant hate at you. Now, obviously, there's also crazy yeah. assholes come here right. and yeah. they are committed to, uh, to to terrible causes. Yeah, and I don't care how many newspaper articles I see. I don't know that I would kill someone. I mean, that that seems like, you know what I mean? Like, right. I understand, no, I understand yeah, I your point, but at the same time, I think, you know, clearly somebody who is as unhinged to do a terrorist attack is probably unhinged from the beginning. No, no, I think it takes, it's 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 an unhinged person that can be directed by, by the people exactly. around them or the culture. Exactly, and it, we, yeah. we had a similar thing actually where a guy drove a van through a crowd of people uh, who were coming out of a mosque. And it was a white guy from Cardiff who had was had been radicalized by the right to hate Muslims and effectively copied one of their techniques in driving a van at a crowd. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure he probably wasn't a level-headed person ahead of that, but it seems uh, too coincident, too too uh, close yeah. to be coincidental that in the weeks following a similar type of attack and all the hatred that we've seen from the right on that, he then goes and does a similar thing. But at- guys like that are good tools to use by the guys who are really masterminding that shit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, and, yeah. and the same is true in uh, you know in Muslim culture in where they are right. using those unhinged unhinged people to enact their yeah. the, the small yeah. groups enacting yeah. their political and uh, terroristic will. It's funny we never use that terminology like radicalized by the right. Yeah. Right? We don't we don't think of it that way. You 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 hear that terminology at least here most frequently like you know the radicalized by, you know, uh, uh fundamentalist Islam or something along sure. those lines, right? Mm. But you you don't hear when there's a, a an attack on the right, you don't hear that they were radicalized by the right. You don't hear in fact here at least we are loath to call those terrorist attacks. Yeah, we won't yeah, even do s- that. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. There's a, a guy who killed a sitting politician um, during the 2015 election, and that still does not get described in the media as a terrorist attack, even though when he, he shot her in the street, he shouted, Britain first, death to traitors. Fuck. Uh, how much? And he was not a right wing, and she was a left wing politician who had a, a, a record of being uh, very accommodating wow. uh, to, to people and be, and speaking out about uh, how we need Nuts. to have a cohesive community. We need to welcome refugees. We need to help uh, migrants. 
And uh, yeah, he killed her in the street and yelled Britain first. When he gave his name in trial, he gave his name as, I think it was Britain first, death to, death to Muslims or death to traitors, something like that. And he does not get described as a terrorist. When we talk about terrorist attacks, the, the newspapers skip over his and just go to the, the time yeah, that yeah. Uh, a Muslim killed a soldier we in don't, the street. We, don't, we didn't talk about Dylan Roof, the guy who killed all the black people in the church in, in I've, one of those southern cities. I don't remember what no, one was, uh, but Charleston mm-hmm. or something like that. He killed a bunch of people in a church. They killed like nine people. Nine people yeah. killed black, a bunch of Yeah, black. we didn't we use didn't, that I radicalized language. I don't language. think we yeah. talked about him as a radical. I think they talked about him as like a lone, like they always talk about him as like a lone gunman or like a lone nut or whatever. There's like that. that yeah, yeah. And you see the the sort of satirical pieces where they'll have a, uh, a paint color chart held up and you can see exactly what uh, color makes you a lone wolf yeah. and what yeah, color right, makes you exactly. a, a radical uh, terrorist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think the reason we don't talk about uh, the, the right being radicalized is because the right is in charge of that part of the discourse. Yeah, that's their discourse. So, you're right. You know, yep. we have the right media, the right wing media. We have the, the, the right wing, uh, your, your Trump-esque um, movement, your green frogs uh, filling up Twitter. Yeah, so definitely. much of that is driven by the right that we see, even not just when it comes to, to terrorist stuff, the the current narrative is that the left are very emotionally reactive, that they uh, won't listen to voices that disagree with them, that they have to be ideological pure and they, they won't uh, countenance views that go against them. And you look at the way that the right wing report, uh, report on Basically anything. I mean, look at the way you you guys cover all the time. The way the Christian right uh, uh, talk about anything that isn't them being completely in power. Oh, they've changed the color of these cups at Starbucks, and this is a major scandal. That is the exact kind of um, exactly emotional yeah. knee jerk uh, yeah. snowflakey response that the right <laughs> will will can't left. But it doesn't get called out the same way in the right because the right's in charge of the narrative at the moment. We've we've seeded the narrative so much. How much of it do you think, or if if any, has to do with otherism too? You know, like it's it's real easy to look at somebody who's you know got a, you know different culture, different customs, different skin color, all of that. That's a real easy other, right, to identify. Mm. And so you know we can call them very quickly. We can say, oh, they're radicalized. They are a terrorist. They are other, right? We can use all these othering terms to describe these folks. But if it's you know the white guy in Cardiff who looks like me and smells yeah. like me and goes to the same grocery store as me. Yeah. It's way more difficult to otherize that person. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that's uh I think that's that's certainly a factor in it. Although it's hard I wonder as well whether there is an element that the well, I'm trying to figure out what, what I'm trying to trying to say here that because the left um, try and be relatively kind of understanding of things, you know, that's kind of how you would kind of characterize a lot of the left is let's try and understand, work together, collaborate, that we, we may be just less prone to shouting about that otherism where we see the extreme right. Because I think I've got almost nothing in common with people on the extreme right. I mean, we might have the same skin color and largely the same language, but I don't think our cultural values overlap at all. And I grew up in a place that was extremely, um, extremely right wing, but it was the the sort of the the poor the poor right wing rather than the the moneyed right wing it was unemployed people blaming immigrants for uh, for taking their jobs for taking their houses for for stopping them having opportunities and I would say that that those values that lead to that I have almost no overlap with but I can't recognize that as otherism because there aren't those uh, as you say immediate signifiers I think yeah right and that I guess that's sort of like you know it's it, if I'm if I'm a person who is scared, right? If I'm a person who is, and I'm not, but if I were a person who's just scared, right? If I can identify the other and vilify them, and then I, it's easy to come up with solutions, right? 
I see the enemy. I I know what uniform they wear, right? And I'm I'm generalizing, but mm. I know what uniform they wear. I can put them all in a place and in a bucket called I don't like this. But if if they eat the same cereal that I eat, and they have the same, you know, they go to the same barber shop, and they're the same kind of person in these broad sort of general terms, it's harder for me to pick them out in a crowd. I I don't know, you know, it just seems like human nature to do this. I don't know how you get past this kind of thing. No, I, I think you're right. Uh, I think another part of it as well is um, they can pick out solutions to it, but those solutions ultimately are not just ineffective, but are self-defeating. Because the solution is, well, what we need to do is isolate those people more. We need to uh, keep uh, migrants, well, keep refugees. And I, I hate the way that we conflate migrants and refugees like it's the same thing. You know, migrants are people who are moving for, for, for work, for economic reasons, that type of thing. Refugees are moving because we bombed the fuck out of their country recently. Yeah. And we left them with all <laughs> the bad guys that we don't like. So we went- You up, too? Yeah. yeah. Well, we, yeah, we, we also went, uh, went in and bombed Syria recently. And, and so the the solutions that people on the right will come up with will be, we need to send them all back in Syria. And you need to see people sharing stuff like um, during the Second World War, Britain was bombed and we didn't send all of our men, women and children out to other countries. We stayed and fought. It's like, no, we sent a shitload of people away from London because London was getting right. bombed. There were shitloads of refugees during the, the during the Blitz. You've just forgotten about that. But you have this kind of narrative yeah, of we need yeah. to send them all back there and keep them there. But the idea of keeping everybody in a place and then bombing the fuck out of the people who they're scared of in that place and they get caught up in the collateral, you're not only going to send people a message that the West does not care about those people, which might lead some of the more uh, looser or unhinged people in that group to think, well, if the West don't care about me and these are the bad guys over here and I'm scared of those bad guys, if if I join those bad guys, I'm no longer scared of those bad guys. So you end up kind of promoting a bit more, especially the people who are already unhinged or who've lost everything. You know, I think we end up keeping people in a tinderbox and then it explodes again. And then they go, well, it's even more reason why we need to keep fewer of them over here because it keeps exploding over there. So I think having that level of uh, of simplistic solution just, just exacerbates the situation to a point where I don't think the people who suggest these solutions will ever know or care that the reason... Uh, there are more terrorist attacks is because there's more volatility. One of the reasons, one of the reasons, obviously, is there's more volatility in that region. And part of the reason there's more volatility is because we keep going over there and fucking bombing them. Now, there's still crazy religious extremist assholes yeah. who are doing yeah, that thing. Course. And that's, yeah. it's not causing that, but it is causing enough instability that that can spill into other areas and, uh, and start to affect stuff. Yeah. So who do we bomb to fix that? I guess I'm really <laughs> mixed up. <laughs> like England. Yeah, <laughs> bomb England. Guy Fawkes had the right idea. Yeah, bomb Parliament. I'm sure. It's, I'm sure that'll solve that. Super confused. <laughs> so, so now speaking of things that are mixed and things that are separate, do you guys have Neapolitan ice cream over there? This is an important question. Yeah, we do have Neapolitan ice cream. Yeah. Okay. So when you get a thing of Neapolitan ice cream, and this this is very this important. Is this fucking is fucking critical stuff. right now. I'm. When, I am crossing my arms. When when you were to if you were to like be forced. Let's say you're in prison. It's the only ice cream you can get. How would you go after that thing of Neapolitan ice cream? Would you scoop, say, a scoop of vanilla and maybe a scoop of chocolate, or would you scoop a cross? Yeah, I've heard this debate raging on your show, and I, I have to say, um, I find this to be a very divisive argument. Uh, but, you know, I think of all the stuff you talk about, this is the thing that's going to polarize people the most. I, I think... For a second, when you were talking about this, uh, when you were saying single scoops, I thought just you were just question, taking a scoop of vanilla Marshall, and fucking off. Answer the question okay. properly. 
I think you I take will. a scoop of each. You motherfucker! Yes. Yes. But you don't scoop across because you start mixing, and then it all gets mushy and weird around the edges. Because uh, you already have the issue with ice cream that if you leave it out whilst you're uh, you're, you're getting these scoops, it's going to start melting a bit and melting into each other. And that's already going to be a bit weird. You don't want to end up with this kind of pinkish brown like right. you get when you're playing with uh, you know, modeling clay as a kid. It, everything turns brown when you mix it together. It's no good. You want to keep them separate. Good. Thank you. I just no, wanted to. Awesome. I just wanted to keep ch- the colors separate. That's the message of this show: is keep the colors separate. If there's anything, the last <laughs> half an hour discussion has told us is that we need to keep the colors separate. Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Brexit flavored Neapolitan yeah. ice cream. <laughs> oh, that's great, guys. Yeah, that's that's how all the puppy frog guys eat the ice cream too. So yeah, enjoy yeah. your fucking racism ice cream. I think the Brexit ice fucking cream, yeah, clan hood it, motherfucker. On, on the box, the Brexit ice cream would say a taste of every single flavor, and then when you get it, it would just be like a muddy brown shitty <laughs> flavor. That you, but no, nobody actually wanted this flavor. Nobody likes this flavor, but it's the only flavor we've got left, and we're gonna have to lump it. It's the purest, whitest flavor you've ever seen. I think the other thing with Brexit ice cream is it would say it was uh, one liter of it on the tub, and then when you open it, it would be only half a liter. So yeah, we're getting a lot less than we thought we'd get, to be honest. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. This story comes from RT.com, and I I love this story. Uh, Vatican rules the body of Christ can't be gluten-free. Yeah. That's... uh, Can't be gluten-free. It can't be, and you know why? Why is that? Bread and fish. Bread and fish. I should have emphasized the bread, not the fish. (laughs) It's real late, Cecil. It's real late. I'm a little tired. It's been a long week. It's been a long week. Let me try that again. Bread... (laughs) And fit. Okay, the joke doesn't work. How about this? Jake Farwarton. The end. (laughs) I thought you were going to say David Smalley. Jesus had celiac. Oh, David Smalley. (laughs) He's gluten intolerant too. He is intolerant. I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) They just write themselves. He can't even handle it in small amounts. No, he can only handle things in small. <laughs> Misunderstanding. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is crazy. When I was reading this, isn't this though? When, he, when they're talking about it, at one point, they say something like, uh, "Hosts that are completely gluten free are invalid matter for the celebration of the Eucharist." <laughs> like, uh, isn't this arguing over? You know, like you're like, I'm sorry, but that green paint is not the color of a dragon. <laughs> No, it's right? like you're like you're arguing over painting lead figurines. You're like that is not the official color of Warhammer 40k Space Marines. <laughs> I'm very sorry. You can't like it's fucking. It's ridiculous. It's like arguing whether or not fucking Harry Potter's wand should be fucking ash or birch. Right? <laughs> Who fucking cares? It's not real. God damn it! It's in the books. This is canon, people. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like God's yeah. magic bread to. Bodies to bodies to bread yeah. or however that works. It doesn't work without gluten. That so is the magic in the gluten? <laughs> it's like one of the mysteries of the Trinity. It's the gluten, the lactose intolerant, <laughs> and the sugar-free. But there's a weird symbol yeah, you gotta right? do. Yeah. yeah. That's you it's holding a, your stomach. Exactly, right? So it's a weird Vomiting. symbol just called fucking gas X. 
That's it. The weird symbol is just a fucking weird thing of gas. If you're lactose intolerant and gluten intolerant and sugar free, you are fucking, you are no fun at all ever. You're the, you know what you just are? Just kill yourself. Dead 30 years ago. <laughs> You're just a straight carnivore at you're that really, point. Yeah, like, exactly. what are you, like a yeah. cheetah? Yeah. That's it. You're a like you're cheetah. Taking, you're taking bites out of fucking dogs at the dog park <laughs> at that point. What could you eat? Long long is uh from what the fuck where is this from c dw dw thank you it's fucking late and it's far away this is from dw.com turkish mm, turkish marriage guide sparks controversy the turkish city of kutaya nice nailed that right it's got a little over over the the u U. i think i killed that um i like this it says it's known for for its fresh mountain air (laughs) Ceramics. ceramics Yeah, because remember that time you went on that ceramics tourism <laughs> trip? Oh, honey, where should we go on our ceramics tour? <laughs> Said nobody ever. They need nobody another, goes on ceramics. They need another tour. cherub for the TV. <laughs> oh, you know we should really go to Kutaya. I hear good I things to, about their ceramics. I need to finish my collection of Love Is characters. <laughs> What are those stupid, uh, there's a name for them and I don't remember what it is because I don't care about it. But like those assholes, they they collect these little things, these little goddamn ceramic the things. The chachkis, you know yeah. Yeah, but there's like a specific kind and they cost like fucking a million dollars and all you do is buy them and you put them in a thing and then when no you die, your grandkids throw them away. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's, God damn it. I'm sure that there is a collectible market for those things, but I would, it's it's I'm like, trying to think it's like you telling me a brand of a Beanie Baby. I wouldn't know. I'd be like, oh. I thought Beanie Baby was the brand. See, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, all right. So they, this this fucking garbage city in Turkey uh, came up with a marriage guide. They handed out this <laughs> three hundred and ninety four page book. Yeah, how far <laughs> into do you get where the penis goes into the vagina? Three hundred and ninety. The penis goes pages. into the vagina whether she wants it or not. <laughs> That's page two, actually. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> It's called uh, Marriage and Family Life, and it says the wife beatings are legitimate and recommended means for conflict resolution if a woman refuses to wear makeup for her husband. How would you see it anyway? She's covering her face up. <laughs> I feel like if you beat her enough, she'll have to wear the makeup. <laughs> oh, come on. That's true. Actually. Yeah. Um, and it says that a wife has to remain quiet and apologize if her husband what? is angry with her. But, you know, other pieces of advice in the book um, are... Well, hold on, uh, let's stop for a second. Yeah. A 400-page marriage and... Fa- that's been read as many times as fucking a bread machine manual. <laughs> right? It's been read that many times. I don't know, man. If it, if, if it contains things that says, hey, if I'm mad at you, you have to be quiet and apologize... I feel like I'd be like, mm, page 322, 322, 322. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do that with my wife all the time. Like, hey, when you said the words, you said obey. <laughs> and then How'd she hits me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, I know I wear Sarah. makeup. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working, man. It's uh, not working. Uh, uh, a little green concealer. Anyway, I'd say, <laughs> I'm more of a winter, Tom. What's wrong with you? 
Uh, it also says other pieces of advice in the book include the notion that women should not talk during sex as this will lead to the <laughs> child developing a stutter. Only if she chokes on it, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, who wrote this? Yeah. Well, like, like if, you, if you're doing it in the butt, the kid will have irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> like women who ride around can get pregnant or some I know, shit. Like right? they're like, they're like fucking cuckoo. <laughs> you should have the woman on top or the baby will be breached. It's like backwards. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. The baby comes out reverse cowgirl. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the baby comes out as a cowboy. Like that's it. It's just babies born with a fucking hat on. Uh, I don't know. He's got like, a Sam Elliott mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, have you been in here? <laughs> Doggy style, you got a tail on the Sam, thing. Sam, it's what's for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it's really late. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, power through, motherfucker. It's really late, though. It also says that... Uh, but I like this because this is this is the essence of American capitalism. This <laughs> next one. <laughs> so for all you fucking capitalists out there who think the fucking competition fixes everything, polygamy is suggested as a way to keep wayward women in check, <laughs> as it apparently creates competition among wives. I feel like I'd get edged out of the equation right away. Two women would be like. Within 24 hours, they both look at these. We don't need him at all. Yeah. He's gone. <laughs> what do you add to this? What is your value add? <laughs> Somebody fire this guy. Right. Oh, God. It also allows uh, for children as young as 10 years of age to huh. be married. That's the age of reason. So uh, I guess I would suggest a different city for your pottery. Oh, no shit, man. <laughs> this is fucking horrible. It is though. horrible. I mean, it it's is. just it's a manual. It's a manual for creating misogynists. Well, and also uh, pedophiles. So is Peter Bogosian's book, though, <laughs> now that I think about it. So. Manual for creating <laughs> No. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. He'll, he'll, he'll passive-aggressively twit at you or whatever. <laughs> he'll say that I have a bad physique. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I offered to hey, hey Pete, come at me, bro. <laughs> I I responded to him on his Facebook uh, yeah. page. I said, all right, buddy, let's stand there and take our shirts off and see who's more of a man. <laughs> he didn't get back to he me. He didn't get back to you yet. No. Oh. No. Yeah, okay, dad bod Pete. <laughs> <laughs> he also wrote that thing about like people don't want to like fight in a cage or whatever. <laughs> You know what they say? Fool me once, strike one. But fool me twice, strike three. Well, this story is distressingly familiar. It's from Fox 8. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is familiar. It is. It is. But it's a different girl? Different girl, different manner of death. Okay. All right. The last one caught on fire. Oh, that's Remember right. Remember where she, she asphyxiated? No, it was carbon monoxide, I think, yeah, or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. she started okay. a fire in her in her menstruation hut. Yeah. This is a Nepalese menstruation hut ritual claiming the life of a teenage girl. 
uh, because she got bitten by a snake oh. while she was banished to a cow shed during her uh, banishment, during her banishment you period. Know, <clears throat> fuck, 20 years ago, we figured out you can't, you shouldn't even fucking develop photographs in huts. You know what I mean? Like we used to right? have the fucking photograph hut. Right? You remember this? Right? Yes. Okay. So all you people that are, that right, have never had, have never had an actual photograph developed. Um, oh my God. Because there's I a fucking... lot of people who have not had a photograph. Yeah. Eli Bosnick right now is dying so, as you're talking. So there, there used to be these things called cameras. Okay. <laughs> and you put inside was of it them. attached to your phone? You put in, no, you put in film inside of these cameras and there was little gnomes in there. <laughs> and when you clicked it, they would write, draw really quickly a picture on this film. And the film, the little gnomes were sneaky. They made you pay for the, for the pictures. <laughs> They didn't just want to give them to you. And so you'd have to go to these photograph huts, <laughs> literal huts in parking lots. I'm not Why even kidding. Why like that? I am not even kidding. You would, they were a drive up hut and you would hand them a film in a package. You would tell them what, what, uh, what speed the film was at. Oh, so it was God, like 110 that. or 35 yeah. millimeter. And then, so 400, like and then they it, yeah. would take uh-huh. that film. And they would put it in a little envelope and they would drop it in an envelope bucket thing and it would go into a fucking <laughs> hole somewhere where underground they must have had a huge print. That's where the dark room is. Don't it's even just know where it went. The hut. But they they took those pictures, they developed them, and a week later you would be able to go back and see your photos because you couldn't see what you just <laughs> took a picture of. <laughs> it was impossible. It made it so, so much harder to post to Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go yeah. to the you're like, yeah. oh god, I want to put this picture of me uh, my fucking dog up. I gotta go to the photo hunt, <laughs> get it developed, yeah. invent Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook was a, an album that you bored people at your house with. <laughs> was he pictures of my vacation? Oh, no. I'd actually rather kill myself. Absolutely not. Yeah. I no. would, yeah. I'll, I would rather stop being friends with you. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go <laughs> into the bathroom and pull my eyelids out. <laughs> I've got something in my eye. No, you don't. I do now. I'm going to poke myself right in the eye. I've just touched my brain. Yeah, no, like these huts, these little fucking huts that that they're sticking people in. Look at that hut. Yeah, that hut is... That hut is disgusting. That hut is not fit for... I wouldn't put the snake that bit the girl in (laughs) this hut. It's It's fucking disgusting. It's sad. It's so sad. I, I just... I can't... Here's the thing that I don't get. Everybody shits... Once or twice a day. Yep. Unless you're Eli, you shit six or seven times a day because you're dying. Why is that bad? But, I, don't I drink a lot of coffee. But somehow we poop every day. Everybody does it. Mm-hmm. But women get a bloody nose in their crotch <laughs> <laughs> once a month that lasts for four weeks. That's my wife tells me. I don't know. Is that true? I don't know. But uh, I'm uh, sorry. I'm on my she's, period. She's I'm on my batting period. you away. Like, I'm on no, my no, I'm on my period. Heavy day. Heavy day. Pe- How can day it always be a heavy day? day. You, you know, we poop. That's infinitely more disgusting than a period. Oh, right. Infinitely Lord, yes. more disgusting. You know, you can't have a period with corn in it. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> or peanut chunks. You know what I mean? You just can't. If you do, if, if you do, it's like, what the fuck is happening here? I gotta go. I gotta keep running. You just run and you never stop. You fucking Mr. Peanuts in the corner. He's like, you had an abortion? <laughs> little monocle started tilting it. Uh, <laughs> you killed my baby. Little peanuts. Oh, my peanuts. <laughs> no, but but like it's infinitely grosser. Like pooping is infinitely grosser. Right. 
And somehow in fucking 2017, <laughs> we're still being like, oh, you bleed out, crunch, gotta go stay outside. What the fuck, man? I don't know. Don't you poo? <laughs> I can't understand. I genuinely don't understand it, man. <laughs> Like, there's been some shit that's come out of me. You've just been like, fuck, don't go in there. Actually, what you could do is just nail the door closed. Right. Never go in there. I have taken shit. So it's yeah. like, we need to buy a new house. Yeah. We're just, that's it. That's not our. We need to move out of state. <laughs> that's what happened in Indiana. Tom used to live in Indiana. <laughs> you can no longer go there. I, I have taken shits that have required me to be relocated by oh, the FBI. God. Uh, it's. <laughs> I mean, it, it, and here's the, the, the fucking kicker here is yeah. Nepal. I'm going to read a quote from this article. In Nepal, we have a female president. The Speaker of the House is female. And until recently, we had a female Supreme Court justice, chief justice. But even top women leaders haven't said a single word about this issue. They have females in power in that right. country. Yeah, I And it's still yep. such a stigma. They've passed laws against, but they, people still do it. Well, they clearly, still do we cover the story. We just keep covering the story. We just talked about someone who died recently because right. they tried to stay warm. Right. I, it, well, yeah, and it's awful, man. This is a nineteen-year-old. You know, think about how many times you're you're, you're nineteen, right? So a woman starts menstruating at let's say let's say she's a fifteen, late bloomer, fifteen. Come and, on, this is Islamic. Let's say nine. <laughs> Jesus, man. I'm saying like late bloomer, right? 15. Just Ten. give everybody the All benefit right. of the doubt. 10. <laughs> 10 and a half. And like, you know, let's say, let's say she's the same woman goes into menopause early, right? So again, benefit of the doubt. 45. Sure. 30 years, right? Every fucking month until unless they're pregnant, right? So every fucking month, this is happening. Yeah, two so days out of the spending, month. They got to go two, three, four, I mean, like three 21, to five, 21 yeah, I mean, days out of the month. How many days yeah. are they spending in these fucking rundown, shitty fucking ramshackle huts for because they're unclicked? Just fucking clean them up then. Like if you think they're unclean, go take a shower or a bath or get some running water or head down to the fucking Ganges or whatever. Or plug fucking, it up. Right? Plug it up. What the fuck? Just, you know, put a piece of whatever it is that, you know, women do. I don't know what they do. I don't know like what kind Carrie, of parts they plug have. It but, yeah. Plug it up. Plug it up. I don't know what they do with that. But <laughs> However no, the parts work. But seriously. Silly putty. This is not a difficult thing to do. You just figure it out. Like, you know what I mean? Like the rest of the world like the has. Rest of the, I mean, and not the rest of the world, though, because, I mean, right. like, isn't, you know, yeah. you talk about different cultures. There's a lot of different cultures that are still really fucking skeeved out that women bleed from their vagina. Do you think that this is just all bullshit? Like, the whole thing is bullshit. This is really just misogyny yep. writ, Absolutely. writ physical, right? Absolutely. That's all that this is, All this right? is is this is a literally yeah. putting a woman in her place. Yeah, literally right, yeah. putting you in your place. Because it's got to be. That's what it's got to be. It can't it, it be can't, anything else. The, right, right. Because if because it, it, here's the thing. Unless, I'm, unless this is ingrained over and over and over again, and the reason why this is ingrained is because you, your dad treated your mom as less than, and so now you treat your wife as less than right and your daughter and Jesus. your daughters as less than because the, because they because you learn that growing up it's systematic it's systematic misogyny yeah it, it's all it's all that it can be systemic i don't know systematic might be the wrong word eh. i'll probably get an email that's okay
This story comes from The Independent. Uh, chilling footage captures, captures female suicide bomber cradling baby moments before she blows them both up. Uh, so this is uh, pretty awful. This is an ISIS suicide bomber um, in Mosul in Iraq, um, and she blew herself up. And, uh, you know, she was holding her kid that she's got a picture. She's actually got the baby yeah, in her arms totally right does. before yeah, she absolutely. detonates. Before she blew, yeah, it's, 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 no, it's hideous. Um, you know, it, it is amazing to look and, and see the tragedy that has really unfolded around this baby boomer generation. Oh, come on. <laughs> Dude, what's crazy to me is that women are taking this job. Yeah. Do they blow up 77% less when they <laughs> take this job? Do they explode? <laughs> If childcare wasn't so fucking expensive, you we're wouldn't gonna, have to bring your you kid to work. Gonna, you know we're gonna get a the pay, the wage gap isn't oh, real. Fuck you. And we're gonna get a the wage gap is real. I know. We're gonna get both those emails from Jesus that. Jesus Christ. I didn't even say a position on it. All I did was just say the 77%, but right. it's still we're still gonna get two emails about it. I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is if you send that email, I'm gonna put you in touch with the guy who said the opposite email. <laughs> Here you and go. I'm gonna have you fight. No, this is just a horrible thing. Um, they're clearly showing, you know. Su female suicide bombers are starting to get involved a lot more. And it looks like they probably had a much of a pass in a lot of these checkpoints, right? These right. checkpoints, they would come into these checkpoints and people wouldn't pay a lot of attention to them because most women, especially if you're carrying a baby, right? You wouldn't expect that that person would right. then explodinate themselves. But now these people that are involved in this, they've got a whole nother group of people that they've got to check for, I think, more thoroughly than they had in the past. But, you know, like, I, in, in all honesty, you look at something like this and I thought, like, okay, well, what's the difference? These people are already raising their sons and their daughters to kill themselves yeah. when they're teenagers. Yeah. So, you know, you, they, they, you already think that killing yourself in the name of this cause is a great good, right? It, it has a, a moral component to it um, that's driven by this religiosity, right? You don't blow yourself up with your baby, Unless you think that there's something next or you think there's yeah. something really so amazing about this cause. So fucking they just like, why bother raising them? Yeah. Just bring them to work. Actually, be honest. You're right. And, it, and they say it's her child. They do say it's her child. So at first I was going to argue and be like, well, what if it was just a cut they picked up on the street just yeah, to get to the thing baby. and then blow it up? But it says her child. So I, I'm, I, I suspect they know who she is and she they know right. that this is this was actually her child. But you're right. It, in fact... This person killed themselves with this baby, but that baby might have grown up to be radicalized as well. And it could have been, you know, another right. suicide bombing in the future. Um, just horrible, though. I mean, like, like there's nothing this worldly that gets you to do this. We no, talk about right. this all the time. Yeah. There's nothing this worldly that gets you to You're do not this. not doing it for politics, man. Certainly not. You know, like, like you might throw your purse at somebody and blow it up, but you certainly aren't going to do it yourself. Right. Because you want to, you want to... Uh, you want to reap what the benefits of this. Of Even this. if you kill yourself for the benefit of a future generation. It's the future generation right? you're holding but on But when to. you're taking out the future generation, yeah. it's, come on. It's, only, come it's on. only the craziness of religion that can do this sort of thing. A long black cock, long black cock. A long black cock. All right, this story is from the Friendly Atheist. Egyptian cleric says female genital mutilation is good for the economy. And I actually, I, I read this and I, I thought, okay, I'm not even going to argue the point with you, buddy. 
So what if it is? It's not good for the clitoris. <laughs> like, I don't care how much money is involved. You're not cutting the clitoris off of people well, there without is, objection. There is a lot of money because they started a charity and there's a jingle for it. One, eight, seven, seven <laughs> cars for clits. Yeah, haven't you heard this one? You've heard this one before, right? <laughs> you just put that song in everybody's head. You just ear the best part for cars the for best, clits. The best part is, is when you hear that on the radio, you're no, going to replace clits from now on. Cars for clits. Because I used to There's do all car- these lonely guys yeah. turning in their cars yeah. like... Uh, I see the clip first. (laughs) (laughs) I want to read some of this article because this is actually really funny article. This guy is like, he says, I quote, Egyptian women are circumcised, yet they give birth to more than all the other mothers in the world. And he's talking about specifically people are saying that it's bad for women to be circumcised because it's, it affects their reproduction. And right. he's saying, well, this is bullshit because Egyptian women are circumcised. They give birth to more yeah, they're women. they're super fertile. They're more, all, than, more than all the other mothers in the world. And there's 60 other countries with a higher birth rate. <laughs> but I have a country. I got to ask you. Yeah. All right. All right. Quiz here. Yeah. All right. Highest right. birth rate mm. country. Who do you think it is? Liberia. Close. Niger. Okay. But I think Liberia might be up there. How many, if you were going to say a number mm-hmm. based on that that fertility rate, what would it be in Niger? What would you say? I don't understand the quantifier for the question. Like what the number? The number. I think it's like number how of many children. Kids? I think oh. it's. I think it's in Niger. Seven. Yeah, seven. Seven point six. Good for you, man. I'm fucking good. Seven. Ask me another question. I didn't think you'd get it because I, when I saw it, I was shocked. I yeah. was seven. I was like seven. What are they fucking got? They got a fucking t-shirt gun over there. <laughs> what the fuck? They got no birth seven. control, man. Seven. Think about a world where there's just no birth control. It's just so everybody's shock- Catholic. It's so shocking to me because like fucking, we made a show about a woman who had eight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. Well, eight like, at once. Yeah. Well, no. To be fucking fair, eight is enough. Like that's you know like there's another show where like. Oh, I thought you were talking about Octomom or like John and Kate kids, plus actually. eight. Oh, John and Kate plus eight. I guess she had them all at one time. Yeah. We've also had a show where like, I guess the Duggars is a lot. Oh, uh, you the guess? The Duggars is double. It's double this, triple, almost triple it's this. almost triple this. <laughs> triple this. They have three. Niger, Niger, Niger. <laughs> I feel weird saying the word Niger. I feel like I should say N country. I feel like I'm getting away. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting away with something. Niger. <laughs> Oh yeah, this Ishmael's is, pissed off at me right now. I want to. I want to read too. It says female circumcision is a preventative medical measure. Uh, someone who is uncircumcised will be affected with many serious diseases, is what the person yeah, said. Yeah, like orgasms. Yeah, or squirting. Yeah. <laughs> That's another serious disease that I need to look into. You know what I mean? You got to get checked out, right? If that's happening, symbiosis. That's another symbiosis. <laughs> Adam and Eve itis. <laughs> so, Adam and Eve. So let me let me just mention if you still have your clit. Let's say, <laughs> let's say, let's just say that you still have your clit attached to your body. Let's just hope you still have your clit. Okay. okay. I can hope. Yeah. I, absolutely. I feel like if you started with one, let's hope you finish I, with I'm gonna one. hope with one hand only, though. <laughs> um the other hand's busy. But anyway, <laughs> let's say you still have your clit and okay. you wanted to say stimulate that clit. I don't see why you wouldn't. You could do it by going to adamandeve.com 
typing in glory at checkout, you'll get a free sex wing. Right. Which probably more access to the clip. It does. I think. I don't don't know. know. Where is the clip located? Is it on her boob? It's under the bus. (laughs) (laughs) It's a robot. Under the butt. I like that. Under the butt. Like, I, like you have to like lift up. Like you I lift up and you're just like, where is it? Where is it? I can't find it. So anyway, if you wanted to look under the butt for the clit, you could what? buy something to penetrate under the butt. <laughs> you get a free sex swing. Something you buy, you buy something. You can get almost any item 50% off. And you get free shipping. All you have to do is type in Gloria Checkout, go to adamandeve.com, and you can get some stuff for your clit. <laughs> or your dick, if you want. Right, yeah. I mean, your dick is also available. It's just like to a be, clit writ large. A, just it. like a big, giant clit that's not, not that under your butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a front clit. It's a, it's a, it's a pointy <laughs> outer clit. It's sort of in front of your body. It's a it's pokey a, clit. It's a pokey. <laughs> we can't air this uh, whole episode. <laughs> this whole thing is garbage. Oh, God. So we're joined again by Michael Marshall from uh, Be Reasonably Skeptical and uh, Skeptics with a K. Michael. He also has his blog, Think Better. It does have a Think Better blog. (laughs) Now, Michael, you are going to be hosting again an amazing conference, a conference we were lucky enough to go to last year. My favorite conference I've ever been to. It's my favorite conference I've ever been to so far, too. QED is happening again this year. Yeah, it is. It's our, our seventh uh, QED uh, happening in October, the 14th, 15th. And uh, yeah, it was, it was so great to have you guys there last year. That was a huge amount of fun. That was the biggest QED we've we've ever had. And uh, yeah, you guys yeah, had... Weight-wise. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it was. I mean, <laughs> you, a lot of Americans all, there. Not just weight. There was also uh, a significant increase in volume with you guys there. So that really did... Uh, in, in the. <laughs> The the, la- the loudness uh, certainly went up. Uh, people could hear you fall around, so that was uh, that was good. You had a lot know, of people man, come to your live show. You were holding court. You yeah. had some volume, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely made up for it on the Sunday. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that. that was a fun. Uh, that was a fun night for yeah. uh, me and not the people around me. I think. <laughs> But uh, no, I mean, it was great to have you guys there last year. And, uh, you know, we had loads of people saying that they were excited to see you. And I think that's kind of the thing about, that, I, that I really love about getting about putting QD together is that the people who come to it feel like it's theirs. It feels like it's for them. So I think everyone just knows that everybody's there to talk to each other. There's nobody who's off limits. There's no green room. There's no celebrity sense of things where that person's over there, but you can't talk to them. Everyone just kind of mingles and throws in and does their own thing and, and brings their own thing to it. And uh, that's the, the spirit that we kind of have every year, really. And um, yeah, we're looking for the same the same this year. So last year and this year, we've, we're running five rooms at once, which is a, a ridiculous thing for us to be doing. We've got the main room where we've got speakers doing a conventional kind of hour-long sort of speaking slot. And then we've got a panel room where we get people together to uh, just mix it, mix it up and see what conversations we can have there. 
you get a workshop room where you get a smaller group of people and they might be taught something a bit more hands-on. So last year we had a lot of investigative journalism workshops and even a magic workshop, stuff like that. Uh, we had the podcast room, which you guys graced uh, so, so fantastically last year. And then uh, we also have like an exhibition type space that we're figuring out quite what we want to do with it this year. So it's a, it's one of those things that our aim is that we always want the, at every point at QED to think, I'm enjoying this, but I also wanted to see that thing in the other room and I can't get to see everything. Because I think if you, want to, if you get that feeling of like, there's nothing worse than being at a conference and you're in the same room for four hours. And for two of those, you're like, well, I'm not even interested in what this next speaker is saying, but I'll sit through it because there's something else coming up. We always want it to be, there's enough going on that if you're not enjoying this, there's something else in one of the other rooms that you can always enjoy. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the the spirit of QD. And I, I appreciate you guys saying that you enjoy coming. It was, uh, it was a blast. Oh, it was amazing. Is it still going to be at the Piccadilly Circus or wherever you guys had it last time? It's, yeah. So we, we actually hire out the entire of the, the Piccadilly hotel in Manchester, uh, and just use, they give us, once we do that, we can use the space to basically do whatever we want in all the different rooms and to put on, uh, whatever kind of stuff we can really. And it's, it's a nice space that, uh, that hotel is kind of, it's not too it big to get around and, uh, it, it all seems to work, but I think the atmosphere of QD is what I always enjoy the most is it, it, it really does feel that it's a community event. I think it feels like you, you get the sense of it being a community there, uh, which yeah. when so much of stuff is, is online, when we have so many of these, you see conversations happening over Twitter and even within parts of the skeptical movement, you see people taking these big disagreements and having quite, uh, quite heated debate over it. I think being able to get people in a room and know that we're all largely pulling in the same direction or we're all people with, uh, largely good intentions. I think that's the, the sense that I like the best, that there is this community there, that there, you aren't just a lone voice out there. You, you are, you are kind of one of a bunch of people who, who kind of follow the same ideas really. Yeah. I gotta say like, in, in all honesty, we were there it felt like, and Cecil and I made comment about this, it felt like everybody was in a goddamn nice off. It was like everybody was trying to be nicer <laughs> than the next guy. Everybody was, nobody that we met was anything other than incredibly no, approachable and kind and generous with their time, you know, from from other speakers that we met to the, you know, other attendees of the event. Yeah. Um, I mean, was, except for your co-host who said she was going to be on our show and then never yeah, what's with contacted that? us. Other than her, though, everybody, <laughs> everybody was great. Everybody, everybody was everybody. great. One exception. Yeah, one exception. One but other than notable that, other than that, exception. really great. And, you know, the other thing I think that I thought was works really well and other conferences should learn from this is the separate rooms is really smart. Yep. You get the audience that that comes in that room wants to see what they're seeing because the, the choice there's a choice there. Do I want to see mm. Captain Disillusionment right now or do I want to go and see something else? So I want to see, do I want to see Cara Santa Maria on the main stage or do I want to see the God awful movies that's playing right now? You know what I mean? Like there's a, you have to make a decision based on that sort of thing. And there's some people, you know, that wrongly chose to see something else other than our show, right? Mistake. Terrible, <laughs> terrible mistake. Terrible mistake. But, you know. Yeah, and they'll regret it forever. They, and that's the good thing about QED. You go home with a lifetime good. of regrets. That's what we try and sell you for your ticket price. A great, a great way to run a conference because I feel like everybody in each one of those rooms wants to be there. Right. Whereas you were talking, you know, sometimes you're in the middle of this speech, some, a speech is going on or something, someone's giving a talk and people are in the audience just chit-chatting because they don't care about what's happening on the stage if you just have one main stage. And I mm, think that mm. you guys have figured out a really good way to make a conference that is interactive for the person, yeah. not just a showcase for people to talk. Yeah, that's that's how we've always thought about it, really. And, and partly, I think it's because if you've got, as you say, if you've got one 
room at the conference, then whatever's on stage, if the, per- if the person in the audience doesn't like it, they th- they kind of begrudge sitting through it. And I've, I've been there at conferences where there's one thing kind of going on. You think, okay, this isn't really exciting me that yeah. much. Um, so we thought if you've got that other room, what will happen is that person will sit through a few minutes of that and think, actually, I don't think it's for me. They'll take a few minutes to walk to the other room. They'll sit through a few minutes of that and they'll think, actually, this isn't for me. At this point, they've seen two things that they're not interested in. They might think, actually, maybe it's just me right now. So I'm going to go to the bar. I'm going to go and have a cup of coffee and I'll come back yeah. in. So, so I, I think people don't blame you if you give them options. Um, they yeah. might blame you for giving them too many good options and then the, the stuff they're going to miss. But I don't think anyone ever yeah. feels that uh, there's, if there's nothing there for you across five rooms that in that hour, then you, you know you've got time to to go and uh, make yourself a cup, of, a cup of tea somewhere and uh, and uh, enjoy yourself. So I think that does work quite well as uh, giving people the the choice. Because yeah, if you put god awful movies up against something that is, uh, or put your show up against something that's you know a, a scientist on stage talking about the work they're doing in physics, you might find sciencey people will be interested in that talk. Atheism-y type people will be interested in your podcast. They would have enjoyed the you know switching those audience that enjoy it but they wouldn't enjoy it as much as something that feels closer to what they're they're interested in so right. you, you start right. splitting sure. the audience up a little bit but and mixing For it sure. up later so yeah i think that yeah. works uh that works pretty well and it's something we've always tried to do doing five at once was a bit of an undertaking uh, last year but it, it worked and we're going to do it again this year so yeah. you guys are some great organizers it ran like clockwork oh, you guys are just i mean everything was was perfect it, it ran great the nights that you guys had entertainment was fun too um, so I'm sure it's going to be great this year. How do people get tickets? Uh, so you can go to uh, qdcon.org. Uh, that's the website for it. Tickets are £109, which I think at this point is about $40 because we are being hit hard <laughs> on the currency <laughs> thing. But if, if you wanted to come to a QD, now is the time. Now is really the time. Especially if you're from uh, the EU, ironically enough. If, you, if you're coming to QD from Europe, the pound and the euro are basically at a one-to-one ratio right now, which means it is super cheap to get to QD and get a hotel. So it's, uh, it's worth it for that. Uh, if you're a student, <laughs> we do have student tickets, which are £75. Uh, if you have kids and you want to put them in a creche, we've got a creche there as well, uh, which is you basically buy a ticket for your, your child for the weekend and you get full uh, you know, accredited childcare, professional childcare uh, services what? there. Yeah. Tom, you should fly over. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. You have childcare? We have childcare, yeah. Wow. Well, we want to we make have sure childcare anywhere in America. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> amazing we, we, all the kids here are raised by wolves so we <laughs> for real that. that's amazing yeah. well we want to make sure that it's accessible as possible if you're you know a single no, parent it makes sense parents- but nobody does that here <laughs> nobody does that anywhere you go ever here uh, to hire homeless people or whatever <laughs> <laughs> immigrants <laughs> no it's not homeless but not let's not be gross yeah that's not crazy that's, that's not oh crazy. one more question before we let them go how are the queen swans? I've been worried. The, the, are they okay? They are doing okay. They're, they're doing okay. I think they took a bit of a hit when uh, Prince Philip declared he was going to retire from doing the nothing he's been doing for his entire life because <laughs> the, the queen's husband has retired. Well, at least you at least you paid him very well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's been he's been very well recompensed for the nothing. That, nothing. Well, in fact, he has been doing something because he was traveling around the world being super racist to people, uh, <laughs> which he was doing. If, I, I don't know if you guys have seen some of the things Prince Philip has ever said. Have you seen some of the oh things he said in the past? Uh, uh, I no, d- I haven't. Oh God, you need to Google it. Did he it. say they smell different? Way, <laughs> to touch way worse. Way worse. Okay. He, 
I'm not even sure I can repeat exactly what he said. But he was, he was. Uh, I think he was in Hong Kong at one point talking to uh, a, uh, someone who was living there who wasn't from Hong Kong and says, I can tell you haven't been here for too long because you haven't. And then he said something about uh, the native's eyes. Your eyes aren't looking that way. But he he didn't even say it as delicately as I just did. Your eyes aren't looking that As if you hang out there long enough and you I think I'm turning Japanese. Well, the I exact really phrase he so. used was, "You haven't got, you haven't gone slitty eyed." Shut no! the fuck up! No, no, he said Holy that. That's shit. amazing. Fucking yeah, he totally said that. God, that's yeah. Eli Bosnick. Would say something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's a job opening. Uh, if he is willing Eli to fuck a woman in her nineties, then uh, there's a job opening the, as married to the, the queen. Very best royalty. Eli would oh be amazing God. royalty. He would be. <laughs> He would he would bring you guys kicking and screaming into the 21st century of racism. <laughs> if there's one thing we need to do right now, it's modernize our racism. That's the thing that we really need to modernize in this country is to ma- make sure that we get uh, yeah the very latest spec, the very latest uh, yeah, updated uh, software download absolutely. for our racism. And Bub Rub and his big black rod still okay. <laughs> 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 yes, no, yeah, they're, they're holding about. out. They're holding yeah. out. Black Rob, right? It's, I don't Black know. Rob. Bob Rob, his name Bob is. Rob. Bob Rob. He's like bangs on the door of parliament the door and then so he announces the queen, the queen right? That's the guy. to make a speech in the third That's person. Bob Rob, right? That's his name. Well, there was a big controversy recently, and this just shows uh, where we are in this country. His name. Because the Queen's speech <laughs> happens after an election when you kind of, the government agrees what it's going to do, and the Queen then ratifies that by reading it out. And when she read out the latest, uh, the Queen's speech after the last election, she wasn't in full ceremonial garb. She was just in her everyday kind of blue outfit with a, a blue hat. <laughs> she was in and the blue hat. Her, <laughs> yeah, she, she, she was, was in, her, in relaxed wear. This was a jacket like, that buttoned up to her nose. <laughs> she's in active wear. She's got like, a, like yoga pads, like <laughs> well, if you look, she was actually wearing as well, and I, I, I'm sure this is coincidental, but she was wearing a blue hat, which had gold buttons on the front of it, or sort of yellowy buttons on the front of it, that was sort of in a circle, or sort of in a shape, and it looked a bit like the EU flag. <laughs> And the only thing she was reading out basically in the Queen's speech was, we're going to leave the EU. Oh, that's so awesome. it was like, the only thing this government is planning to do was leave the EU. And she she looked like she was dressed as the EU flag. So, uh, yeah. at, the, at the end of it, though, she took her hat off and threw it up in the air. So, <laughs> yeah, like actually, graduating. It, does she do that? Like the first one who catches it becomes the next queen. Like, <laughs> they get to be Bob Rub. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you elect the next Bob Rub. Oh. <laughs> Queen's hat. Well, Andy, uh, if people were going to find your work, where would they look? Marsh. Live? It's Marsh. Andy couldn't make it. Oh. <laughs> I named hey, the show's hey, wrong. Andy, you named him wrong. Hey, Andy, Andy, I'm going to call you Andy again. Um, it's also midnight here, so fuck you. <laughs> Marsh, if people are going to find you, where would they look? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Mr. M. Marsh. And uh, that has all the stuff I do with good thinking. That has all the stuff I do with uh, podcasts, with QED. You can find kind of everything I do there. And you can find me making uh, sarcastic and incredibly, increasingly bitter comments about the government there as well. Wonderful. Thanks Excellent. so much for joining Thank us so much. today. Cheers, cheers for having me on, guys. Always a pleasure. So we want to thank all our new patrons. We just got a whole starship full of people from Star Wars. I'm going to start there. Um... Chancellor Palpatine, Mace Windu, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Padme Amidala, Wilhuff Tarkin, that's Grand Moff Tarkin, although I, that's his actual name, I guess, Darth Maul, Boba Fett, Jedi General Anakin Skywalker, Grand Army of the Republic, 
Jeez. Well, they all came in on the Millennium Falcon. Thank you very much for all your donations. Thank we you. have more people too. Brandon, Fergus, Jide, Jason, Sonny. I think therefore I gam. Huh? <laughs> huh? Dustin, James, Chris, Jamie, Bill, Michael, Caleb, Devin, Jeff and Maggie, Marky Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Finally. <laughs> Abraham. Stephen, Paul, Scott, Michael, Brian, Lynn, and Julie. Thanks so much for your thank generous you so donations. Much. We really do appreciate you. The reason Glory Hole Studios exists. So thank you for your generous support. So a bunch of people sent in a ton of calls to prayer. We are done playing calls to prayer for right now, but we do want to encourage people to vote for the call to prayer. So um, you can continue to vote uh, on our website. Actually, if you go to dissonancepod.com, you can, you'll go and there's an actual uh, a, a link right on the right-hand side, the very top of the page. Just, uh, just scroll down just a little to get to the, the, the second most recent episode. And on the right-hand side, there's a call to prayer poll. You click on that link, you can vote. You can vote as many times as you like. We're going to be tallying the votes until next week. So you have until next week to vote. Um, I think it's next Wednesday night. We're closing the poll down uh, and then we're going to pick the the best uh, calls to prayer. I did receive a bunch of calls to prayer from people that said the one person said they sent it to us last year. I had totally missed it. I did not see it. I didn't check any from, they from sent last, it last year. I didn't see it. I didn't see That's it. It's so last funny. Year. They're just going to keep chasing yeah. this thing. So, uh, so what I am going to do though, is instead of doing it, once a year, I think I'm going to do it twice a year, but I'm only going to do it one week of the month. I'm not going to do like a whole month of them. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, so we'll just do one week. We think we'll probably do it sometime in December. So if you sent one recently, put it in your save file. The moment I open it up in December, and I'm it's probably going to be relatively early in December, maybe the second week or something in December, I'll do another call to prayer thing. I'll actually put it in my calendar. I'll make sure it's there and we'll mention it on the show. And then you can submit them for a couple of weeks and then we'll have another vote and we'll probably give away another couple of shirts at the beginning of next year. We got a message. Um, I just want to mention that we said last time that uh, when there was a call to prayer, we were like, wow, that girl's got a nimble tongue. That's a, That's dude. a dude. That's a dude. But he still has a nimble tongue. He does. He definitely does. I we watched like the video and he, he was like, looks like a man with a nimble tongue. I was doing some, <laughs> he was doing some crazy shit. We have a message from Natalie and Natalie sent an image, just a, a really striking image of a, just a terrifying America. It, it's got a lot like of, it. it's like a collage of bad things in America. We're going to post it on this episode. Show notes. Got kind of an ad busters. It feel. does. It's, this is episode 369. So check it out. Tom, someone sent in a message about garbage states. And at the end, they have a little message. <laughs> he said, uh, the whole thing is like a riddle of the Sphinx. How do you harm the economy of a state that doesn't have an economy? So as an aside, if you didn't see it happen, would you even be able to tell if a dog shit in your car while you were physically inside Mississippi state lines? No, you would not. I want to mention too, uh, someone had sent us a message or a tweet or something, and it was about why California won't send people to states that have laws against LGBTQ people. And it's, and we said they didn't want, they didn't want to put any California money into those states. And this person corrected us and said, no, what they don't want to do is send somebody who's LGBTQ that happens to work for the state to a place that could be hostile towards them. Yeah. 
and treat That's them super as, fucking and treat them as right. less than a person. And so they say, fuck that. We're not going to do it. And so they have this right. ban, quote unquote, ban on state money being spent on these sending people to these places, state workers, these places. We got a message. Um, someone mentions that they had a death in the family, Tom, and a really just awful, awful story. It says, uh, you know, this this person's uh, father passed away. It says his, after his father passed away, there was a little bit of money that was involved, you know, life insurance, that sort of thing. My mother-in-law called the money a blessing from Jesus. Oh, God. It's like and, and a, a blessing from Jesus that I would give back all of it, plus the money, I, all the money I will ever make to have him back. Yeah, no shit, right? It's not a blessing from Jesus. It's a fucking blessing from State Farm. Yeah. That's why you get insurance. Exactly. Oh, what an awful thing. It's an thing. awful fucking thing to say. We got a, uh, uh, a limerick. This one is from Jeffrey. I like this. I, I got a soft spot for limericks. Here we go. There once was an old man from Kent whose poor old pecker was bent. So to save himself trouble, he shoved it in double. And instead of coming, he went... I love it. I love it. I like they don't make sense and they're all filthy. He went he went right under the butt. That's where that's, the clit is. The Found clit. the clit. Under the butt. You gotta penetrate the clit. That's how you really get yeah, it. Yeah, you have to actually get a map <laughs> from Nicholas Cage. <laughs> like national treasure. Like national treasure to find it. It is a national treasure. Well, not for me, it's not. <laughs> So we got a message. This is from Brian. It's actually really funny. He says that David Frum suggests a clever method to understand complaints about the quote unquote deep state. He simply replaces references to the deep state with the phrase rule of law. <laughs> so does, does the statement Donald Trump is facing opposition from the deep state becomes Donald Trump is facing opposition from the rule of law. <laughs> that is so That's fucking great. funny. Thanks for sending that in, Brian. We got a, a message from Char, and Char says that um, that growing up Pentecostal, uh, my mom and her nutty church friends prayed in tongues over me that I would receive the Spirit of the Holy Ghost in the form of angelic gold dust on my hand. They told a seven-year-old kid that if Jesus loved her enough, gold would come out of her hands. Imagine my surprise when weeks later I was on the playground and my hands were dirty and sweaty and my hands appear gold-tinted. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus just loved you that day, right. Char. So we got a message from Ben, and Ben says, we said that we didn't think that, you know, we said that Jews who sit beside a woman on a plane should sit in a, that don't want to sit beside a woman on a plane should sit in a bigot section, not with normal people. And he thought, what if you could prove that being religious is virtually not a choice by a scientific study? Would you be forced to say that religious people deserve the same rights as homosexuals? Uh, and he says, I'm a gay atheist and I completely agree with your thinking so far. So don't take it as an attack. And we didn't. It's actually a very interesting question. question. Um, I think I would certainly, if it was provable that that human beings could not break out of religion, that religion was just something genetically you're disposed to, that if you have this gene, you are definitely religious. Then I would certainly rethink my thinking about how religion is thought of because I do, I, 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 I don't think that gayness is something you can control. Yeah. We, we talked about this before the show and <clears throat> I don't know how you get around that. If, if a scientific study came out and said, Hey, 
This is just a personality defect that certain people will have, like a genetic disorder. How do you blame somebody for that? Yeah. I mean, you don't blame somebody for, you know... Any other chromosomal any, yeah, exactly. anomaly, yeah. right? Yeah. You have to say, like, I'm sorry, this person has the yeah. broken, shitty gene that makes yeah. them religious. That makes them religious or a woman or something. Something you know terrible. I mean? Something terrible. Something terrible yeah. that they can't take That they back. can't change. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we got an interesting article. This one was sent by uh, by Richard. And Richard sent in an article, Tom, where Pittsburgh, people in Pittsburgh have this app where they can enter in what it's, if it smells bad. <laughs> is this a problem in Pittsburgh? I, I don't know if this is a problem in Pittsburgh, but... I fucking love this. Oh man, I fucking love this. My house would be a fucking hazmat. <laughs> the app is just like no. burning through the battery no. on your phone. No, it's just constantly Cecil going. Seaside chili. No, I feel like we're White just Castle. like Oof. moments away, technology-wise, from like smell text messages. Oh. You know, where we can just you can just send somebody an odor. I would, can you imagine how wonderful it would be? You're sitting in a meeting and all of a sudden like your 10-year-old boy just sends like I a- would break my phone. As soon as that happens, I break my phone and never pick another I one. I buy up. several extra. I buy, I break I my just, phone. I put them strategically Ugh. all over the house. Like like those Wix air fresheners that just God. Somebody is gonna get out of a workout and send you their armpit, and then I'm gonna want to fight them. That would be the new thing. That would be the new thing. Instead of people posting their workout on Facebook, I just worked so hard. It's gonna be like, <laughs> smell my ball sweat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm back in. <laughs> <laughs> See, it just had to be properly sold. All right, so we got a message about Neapolitan ice cream from Katie. Tom, I think maybe this could clear some things up. Yeah, maybe. So when when I was a kid, we would go down to my grandmother's in Florida once a year. I was raised by crazy people, and food was one of their things. I wasn't allowed cereal, candy, chocolate. No uh, sweet, unhealthy food things. So my grandmother, naturally, fed us all of those things. One of the things she gave us regularly was, you guessed it, Neapolitan ice creams. Because she's old and didn't know better. I don't know. I did three for one. <laughs> it's depression it's era ice cream. cart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this exists anymore, but she bought her ice cream in a box. The package was a square box square with box. a lid. Sort yeah. of like. Shoe box still exists. Yeah. Uh, the way she would service the ice cream was be to slice it. She would seriously slice it. She would disassemble what? the box what? on one end what? and slice the ice cream. The yeah, they make a thing to scoop it. Uh, we, we she's gotta, like so OG fucking depression. <laughs> she's just like, no, man, we don't fucking, we don't have no unitaskers in this motherfucker. Right? Yeah. She's like, if you scoop it, you can't get the corners out <laughs> real good. I'm not wasting some of this. We get a thin rectangle of ice cream on a plate. On a plate, not even in a bowl. It's weird. What the fuck? They had, to drink the, they had to drink their tea from a saucer. <laughs> Your grandma's weird. She said, I'm just saying, maybe there's room for all of us to live in this world. With this technique, you can then either eat the flavors one at a time, take a bite of each, take a bite of them all at the same time. The combinations are endless. No, they're the not. Combinations the combinations are like four. Three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So maybe with this new information, <laughs> we can all finally get along. My wallet is endless. <laughs> I have three dollars. <laughs> so maybe with all this information, we can finally get along. No, we no. cannot. No, we can't. Because no. Cecil's wrong because and he needs Tom to know it. has no idea how to eat food. What is wrong with you? 
What? Tom is the worst person I've ever That's met. That's true, but still, I'm right about this. <laughs> we got, no, you're not. We got a message from Aaron. <laughs> and Aaron sent a ISIS flag to us. We're going to post this on the <laughs> six show notes. It's really funny. Check it out. So we want to thank Michael Marshall of the Mercy Side Skeptics, who does a host of podcasts and uh, also has a wonderful blog and is uh, and is just a great activist over there in the UK. He's putting on QED. You can find the links to QED and to Michael Marshall's Twitter, which can lead you to all the various things that he does on this episode's show notes. This is episode 369. Marsh, thanks for joining us. That's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead, pan sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.